What do I do with an ex that wants to be friends after she has broken up with me? Who broken up with me? Nothing. <laughs> Deuces. Say bye bye. Say bye bye. Say bye bye to her. What? Ain't no friends. Let me read this again. What do I do with an ex that wants to be friends after she broke up with me? She got me twisted. What's up, fam? Welcome back to our channel. My name is Tim. This is my beautiful wife, Pauline, and you are tuning in to the 100th episode of the W Podcast, where you get wisdom in the world with the wheelers. Hey, so let's just pause and say 100 episodes. Like, wow. Babe, that's crazy. Shout out to you. That's crazy. Everybody don't make it to 100 podcast episodes, and that wouldn't be possible without you listening every single week. So yes. literally, to anybody who's ever subscribed to our channel, listened to our podcast, shared it with a friend, listened on Apple or Spotify, like we are grateful. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on this journey with us. It's been so fun and God is just getting started. So we would love if you could just put in the comments, maybe your favorite episode uh, maybe what's the biggest thing you've taken away from our podcast? Just a small way to show us that we're doing something that's actually impacting the people. We would love to just see your comments and be able to engage with you there because 100 episodes like that right. is. And we just want to thank also every guest that's ever come on our podcast yeah. because they helped us get here as well. So we're just grateful. We love y'all. Like our desire, if you don't know, the reason we have this page is we want to bring clarity to Christian dating and we want to help people. Who may not be clear on how to date in a godly way or maybe you are clear but you just need encouragement because you look everywhere else in the world and no one else is really trying to live in a way that honors God with their relationship and this is the safe place you can come to remind yourself that you're not crazy mm. that dating God's way is the best way and that there's other people doing it just like you so why ever or however you're watching or listening to our podcast we love you we appreciate you and we plan to be here for a long time, God willing. So, without further ado, we told y'all, we're getting back to our roots with this episode. If you don't know, we actually started this podcast of literally just answering your questions. We yeah. still have an anonymous form that you can fill out on our About page on YouTube, in our link trees, any other social media platform. And you can literally fill it out and ask us any question. Nothing is off limits that you have about sex, dating, relationships complications like whatever it is you can ask yeah. us and we do our best to try to get to the questions so today we're doing a rapid fire q a i hope we can do it so we didn't prepare anything for these questions yeah it's gonna be off the cuff from the heart off the cut it's gonna be raw now just because we didn't prepare anything don't mean we're not prepared because we've been doing this for like seven years now so we we ready it's all up in here we're gonna we're gonna have a good time but we wanted to do something that was fresh. Fun. Fun. Celebrate the 100th celebrate. episode. Yes. We should have had some balloons or something that said 100. But without further ado, <laughs> let's get into it. What is the first question? Let me just tell y'all. Buckle up, because y'all be asking some spicy questions. Yeah, absolutely. Some real questions. And I know the person who asked these questions is a bunch of different people, but they're not the only ones who have these questions. I'm right, sure you exactly. have similar questions or thoughts. So let's get into it. All right. The first question is, I've been dealing, oh, I'm sorry. I've been with my partner for nearly a year now. They are a really great person. However, 
I'm not the most attracted to them. I've been going back and forth about trying to move past the attraction aspect versus breaking it off. Any advice? Question mark. For context, they check like 80 to 85% of my boxes. Thank you. U-G-L-Y, you ain't got no alibi. Okay, I'm sorry. None of God's children are Yes, ugly. beautifully God doesn't make ugly things. Made. <laughs> I didn't say the ugly. That's what she said. That's not what she said. <laughs> and that's, we're assuming it's a female, but we really don't know. I am not the most attracted to them. All right. Let's let's get into this. I'm glad you said that because we really don't know this because this is anonymous. So right, we don't and they know. They didn't specify pronouns. So. I'm glad you said that because honestly, I just assumed it was an ugly guy. Yeah, um, why? It probably, it guys may, are usually uglier than girls. It may be, but you don't know. So we'll, I'll answer it from both ways. Um, you think it's a different answer per whether it? I don't think it's a different. Where it's coming from? I don't think it's a different answer, but different perspective. And that's one thing. If you've been following us for two years now, like, you know, like, we just try to give perspective on godly dating. We don't claim to have all the answers, but we do believe we have perspectives that we can share. But I think this is the benefit of having a female male podcast. So how about you answer it from the guy's perspective? Like, if you're a guy in this situation, how would you, like, if you woke up in this situation, what would you do? And then I can answer if, if, as a girl. I want to do both. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, we're so, going to get there, guys. This is rapid, rapid fire. We're not being very rapid right now. <laughs> yeah, you talking. I'm trying to go. So, let's get into it. I, the first thing that comes to my mind, I'm not the most attracted to them. So, if, if this is from a guy perspective, one of my questions would be, is it really that she's not attractive? Or is it that you've been polluting your eyes mm. with so many different images online? Here's what I mean by that. Because of social media, yeah. it is a lot harder to not covet things that we don't have. Right. Because we see people online that either are beautiful, or maybe they have the house that we want, or maybe they have the car we want, and we probably think in our head, like, I could get that too, or I should have that too. Yeah. And I'm not saying that this is the person who asked this, but I just want to put that perspective out there that maybe it's not that the person you're dating isn't attractive. Maybe it's you're too busy looking at different images online, maybe even images of people that you shouldn't even be looking at, mm. lusting over people, that all of that has clouded your judgment. Because honestly, you know, we don't we haven't talked about it much on this podcast, and then we should do an episode about it, but porn is a, is a real thing oh, yeah. that unfortunately a lot of Christians struggle with. And if someone is watching that, constantly that yeah. is going to affect their view of women of men of sex of relationships yeah. it messes it up and porn is not the only thing that does that the movies you watch right the music you listening to right i got me a foreign like if you like what if you always if, if you always <laughs> listen to stuff like that like oh, no. it's gonna be hard for you to want a little american boy so Whoa. i'm just <laughs> i'm just saying we all that to say, we got to be mindful of what we're watching, what we're looking at, what we're listening to, because that could affect what we have. Because you could have, you could be dating somebody who is attractive, who is beautiful, but because they may not look like a celebrity that you follow or somebody that is super beautiful on Instagram or TikTok, that you start thinking, well, maybe they're not that attractive, right? And In that comparison. gets that gets into the whole concept of well, maybe there's someone else out there better right. for me, right? Now. They also said 
they check off like 80, 85% of the boxes. Like, that's a high that's rate. What this, that's what stood out to me. I was like, that's very, that's a B plus. Because B. nobody is going to check off 100%. I don't, that's rare. I should say that. Rare? It's, I think I'm it's just, impossible. Or unless your list is yeah, very short, like I'm just breathe. trying, you know, you never know. It's 8 billion people. <laughs> be, I'll be of the opposite gender and breathe. <laughs> so, 80, 80% is, is really strong. And, and I would say, obviously, we're not telling you Please hear us. We're not saying marry somebody who you think is ugly. We're not saying marry somebody who you can't see yourself with, uh, being happy with for the rest of your life. Because we've talked about it before. We've heard stories of people crying when their babies come out because oh their gosh. partner's ugly. I don't want that to happen to you. But if it's not really necessarily the attraction piece, and maybe that's something you need to flesh out in your community. Right. Maybe you need to talk to your mentor. Maybe you need to talk to some friends. Like, yo, am I tripping? Yeah. They can help you. And you need to be vulnerable in that conversation. Right. Like, if you are the person who's looking at things you shouldn't look at, or maybe you're exposing yourself to too many things, because let's be honest, y'all, like, there's always going to be somebody more beautiful. There's always oh, going to yeah. be somebody more attractive. That's just what, that's just the, how the world works. Right. So you could constantly be searching for right. something like that. I'm long-winded. What, what, you today, are? Today. Just oh, today. what to say. Just, just for this question. question. one. All right, let's go. What what you guys say? Um, I mean, you you covered a lot of it, but my rapid fire answer is yeah to just really ask yourself what does what what's your definition of attraction? Um, you know, if, if I were to ask you, well, who do you think is an attractive person? Like, give me some examples. Are you attractive? Sorry, I just. And that was the other piece about it was I would kind of ask yourself like what level you're on, mm-hmm. um, and I know that that's kind of a controversial thing, but like, and there there is. You know, there's just levels to to attraction. There's levels to finances. There's levels to, um, you know, like education. There's levels to career. There's levels to age. All those different things. Like, if you want to marry a CEO, but you're an entry-level accountant, like, I think we should maybe be a little bit more realistic um, about, not realistic in the sense of settling, but more of, like, why do you want somebody who is who is at that level? So if you want somebody who looks like Beyonce, I mean, do you have Jay-Z money, at least? Like, Jay-Z? Yeah. No, he doesn't, he clearly does not look, his beauty is not on the same level as his wife. I thought you said nobody was ugly. I didn't <laughs> say that he was ugly. Yeah. I'm just saying that, you know, like, there's there's levels to it, and every, and also just the idea of beauty and uh, attraction is just such a, a an interesting topic. That I feel like we're always like going back and forth about it's between you and I, but yeah, I think that you know you don't marry somebody you don't you you may marry or go on you may date somebody because of how they look, but that's not why you don't divorce them. You know, like a lot of times when we get married, we're like excited because we think, you know, what's this person going to add to my life? What am I going to add to their life? But a lot of divorces happen, um, you know, not because she got ugly or he got ugly or she let herself go after they, we had kids or he got fat after he stopped, you know, working out or whatever the case is. Like if your marriage is full of love and joy and sacrifice and generosity and service, like you're going to have a great marriage. Um, I think that we've all, a lot of us like, you know, kind of buy into that lie that like sex is like the crux and like the, the, the pillar and the foundation of, of a marriage and that's really not true um and that's why things like porn exist and why you can go and have sex with somebody tonight and like never see them again like i just think that that's a very shallow reason to break up with somebody if i'm being completely honest with you like so another question you can ask yourself is why did you start dating them because i, I highly doubt that they've changed <laughs> too much since y'all start got, getting together um you know 
they could have fluctuated, you know, a little bit in how they how they look, but you know, if they check off, yeah, like if you said 85, 80 to 85 percent, that's extremely high. It's a very, very, I don't think that, I think, um, I've heard it said, you know, if you're at 70 or above, like, you're lucky. <laughs> and that doesn't mean because God won't answer all your prayers. It means people are flawed. People are sinful. Even though you may think you're marrying somebody, even if you think when you're getting married, that person is 100 percent, when you get married, you'll find out. <laughs> they're not as generous as you thought they were. Um, so it's really, this is, I think this question is really more about you as a person. What type of person am I? What type of person do I want to partner with versus like, is this person kind of good enough for me? But it's like, do I want to, because I just think about like, if y'all are so great together and if you decide to break up with them, you're going to tell people, yeah, we broke up because they didn't, they didn't look good enough for me. And then they could, you could see them again in six months, and then they they look the way you want them to look, and then all of a sudden you'd be like, "Hey, let's go out again." <laughs> like, they're they're. I don't think that would go too well. <laughs> so you just have to ask yourself who you want to be, what type of person you want to be. Um, sure, maybe like your kids may not look a certain way that you want them to look, but I think that character like trumps everything. And I'm not saying you should have ugly kids, but I also I just think that things are more. You know, just get the get your priorities straight. <laughs> yeah. Again, I really think because it's supposed to be rapid fire. I really think you should make sure you talk to mentors, talk to accountability, talk to friends about this because I'm they can crazy, give you yeah. perspective. Like, yo, you're tripping, or right. hey, girl, you tripping. All right, let's go. Next question. Next we'll question. get faster at this. Even though Probably not. This next question is super long. I just recently discovered you guys and absolutely love the podcast. Thanks so much. We love you too. My boyfriend and I, so this is a girl, are both active in our churches. Same church, different cities. We are two and a half hours away from each other. I have certainty, I have certainty that God placed him in my path. We've already had so many struggles in the year we've been together. Actual boyfriend, girlfriend for seven months. But from my ex trying to start up rumors, not understanding how to love each other because of the way we were raised, his dad passing this August, we've been It's a lot of stuff. Let's just pause here because some of you, this is a lot. Yes. I just wanted to, it's a long question, praise God. We've been through a lot. Thankfully, thankfully, we both allow God to mold us and have compromised on many things. He didn't like physical touch, I loved holding hands, he's more logical, I'm more emotional, etc. We've talked about marriage and it seems to be a topic up in the air. He says he wants to marry me, but we never seem to get anywhere past that. In his head, he wants to have a full-on career before marriage. No apartment to start off with. He wants to already have a house, etc. I understand he wants us to be stable and taken care of before him, but it makes me think I might not be getting the ring anytime soon. He always says, on God's time, but I tell him, God isn't going to come down and tell you to propose. God will take care of us. But anyway, any thoughts on this? Am I being too pushy? I struggle with temptation with said ex, so I know I don't want to fall into that with my man, but I don't want to also play with fire if we have to wait too long to get married. Yeah, love this question. Great question. First of all, thank you for rocking with us and and loving our podcast. And yeah, long question, but it's good because now we can give you a thorough answer. So even though it's long, we still love you. Um, I don't think you're being too pushy at all. You've been dating, was this the one? Seven months. I don't think that's too pushy, especially depending on how old y'all are, like... A lot of relationships, the older you are, the quicker it seems the relationships go. So I don't think you're being too pushy, especially because it's not like you're saying, at least you didn't write, that you're saying you need to marry me 
today. I need to be like married. Yeah, it's not an ultimatum. You're just asking, hey, like, what are your plans? And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Actually, we encourage women, to, if they're not getting those clear answers, to ask questions. Uh, I, I think, unfortunately, a lot of men can fall into this situation where, and their hearts are in the right place, yeah. so no judgment, most of the time. Their hearts are in the right place of, I want to provide. I want to make sure I have a certain lifestyle. And obviously, I 100% respect that. But I think sometimes we can use that. It comes in two ways. Sometimes that can be a scapegoat. Mm -hmm. Unintentionally, unconsciously sometimes. They're not really ready to get married. So they're using this, oh, I want to have this in place. But if it's always like a moving thing. Right, it's always like a moving, I got to have a house. I got to have this type of job. And it's like, all right, I know those things ain't really coming soon and right. it gives me more time to continue dating you because I love you but marriage scares me that could be one I'm not saying that's your boyfriend but that could be an option the second thing is some dudes really just have bad intentions or their intentions aren't clear in the sense that they like you but they don't really want to marry you they like the company they like just want to leading on right kind of leading you on uh, and I'm not saying again that that's your boyfriend but for someone that's in a situation like this that could be the case. And here's what I suggest. And I know that you said, I believe, that like y'all have had some conversations, but they haven't gone anywhere. I would suggest you talk to him and say, hey, next week, the end of this month, whatever, let's sit down. I want to have an honest conversation about marriage. And be up front and say, hey, this is not going to be a conversation of me bombarding you. Why haven't I gotten a ring yet? Yeah. This is going to be a conversation of us learning each other, and I want to be able to share my heart about what I feel about marriage and like where I, where I would like us to be, and then I want you to be able to share your heart on where you are. And this should really be a safe conversation, maybe at a neutral site, like a Panera Bread or something like that, and maybe you all have time to pray about it before you even go into the meeting individually. And really, the point of this conversation is to share your hearts. So there's no judgment. Whatever he says is how he feels. Whatever you say is how you feel. But the goal is to be able to understand where this person is. Right. Because right now, I don't feel like you really know where he is. Obviously, he's saying, like, I don't want to get married because I want to have a house and all this stuff. But this conversation needs to be why. Right. I need to understand why do you need need that. Why do you feel that? It's because you want to learn his heart. Maybe... Because of his background, maybe he right. saw his parents struggling. He doesn't right. want to go through that, and you never, you just never know what fears people are going through. Exactly. But this could be such a healthy conversation for you to get to know him. Like, okay, that's why you think that way, and then this could be an opportunity for you all, for you to be able to share your heart and be, a, hey, this is why I want to get married. Right. Because I don't want to fall into sin. Because I love you. Because I want to start building my life together. Right. And I think that's so key because he may not really understand how important it is for you all to have some type of clear direction towards right. marriage because maybe you haven't been able to fully articulate it maybe you're still thinking about it yourself but when you come to that meeting you'll have had time to really sit down and say right. this is what i need this is why i need it and then after you leave that conversation let's be honest y'all we're all grown all right dating is about evaluation and i know it's hard because you're talking to somebody yeah, those heartstrings those heartstrings start coming in but at the end of the day we can't be with people who aren't willing to move forward. Yeah. And if you're dating somebody and you have a conversation with them and you realize that you all are not close to that marriage timeline and you've been dating for a reasonable amount of time where you should be beginning to have those type of conversations, I'm not saying you need to break up in that moment. But what I am saying is I would definitely advise getting some mentors involved, getting pastors involved to sit down with you both. Because 
it's always good when you can have another man look another man in the eye and be like, bro, I 100% get it. But let me tell you that that is not what matters the most when it comes to a marriage. Because we know people, we all have known people who had all the money in the world and could move into a house yeah. and their marriage didn't last 72 days. Yeah. Like, that's just right, what that's it is. That's how it's going to make your marriage strong. What makes your marriage strong is character, commitment yeah. to each other, the willingness to put in the hard work, the willingness to forgive, foundation on Christ. Like, all of those things that would bring the marriage together, not money. Right. And unfortunately, money... Or milestones. Money like sometimes can cloud our judgment. You know, 100%. I've heard a pastor say... Like, money, everybody thinks it's, like, the number one thing, but they're like, money's not even in your top three. Because if I told you I would give you a million dollars today, but you were going to die tomorrow, yeah. would you still take the million? Right. If I told you I was going to give you a million dollars today, but your mom was going to pass away, would you still take it? Like, right. no, you wouldn't, because that's not the number one thing, even though our minds sometimes try to make us think it is. And I just think maybe being able to have somebody else, because he may not be able to hear this from you. Right. Because all he may hear is you pressure him for a ring, even right. though that's not your heart. But that could just be how he takes it because of whatever. So I think sometimes when you can involve wise counsel, that really helps be able to help them see it from a different perspective that's not you. Yeah. So good. So really, I love the, the suggestion of like having an intentional meeting so that no one's blindsided and he can feel prepared. I would also... I mean, even just add to that point, like, really what you want is context. So, like, because I think for, as women, sometimes we struggle, like, we don't mind waiting or, like, we don't mind things not being on our timeline, but we need a timeline. <laughs> so, even if it's like, you know, okay, you don't want to get married this year, I understand that. Are you willing to get engaged? Like, kind of let me know, like, give me some type of, you know, idea. And, you know, I'm sure him saying things like, Oh, on God's timing, like that's super, super vague, and like, yeah, and like just like you said, it doesn't. It depending on where he is in life, like well, getting a house, like that may not be for like ten years. Can I just say maybe you were able to speak on this that I didn't even like really get the process, like his dad passing in August, like how much of an impact that could be having on like his. Well, situation. right, and that's why you want more context. Like he, he, you just really want to know, like okay, like in general, like. Do you want to get married? Yes, you do. Okay, great. Like, you respect and honor the, the institution of marriage as something that you want to participate in. Like, do you want to participate in with, in, with me? Okay, great. Like, when do you want to do that? Like, we have to work through all the different layers of this. Um, but I would just, I would say just keep an open hand. I know that you said you're very certain that, like, this person is from God. And um, I think, you know, I've definitely been in a situation where I felt like somebody was, like, the one for me or the the person that I wanted to be with, but um, it takes more than love and, you know, kind of having a good relationship to to have a, to enter into marriage with somebody, um, just like you spoke about, like, lifestyles and, like, just different things aligning, and timing is a big part of that, like, some people say, like, right person, wrong time is the wrong person, and I hope that you're not, like, hearing me of, like, okay, she just wants us to break up, because that's not the case at all, but I do think that it's really hard to hear when you're only listening for certain things, so, like, he may have been giving you clues the whole time, and yes, he does seem to be clear with you about, you know, a timeline and kind of like what the next year, six months, year of his life is going to look like or what he wants it to look like. But I also think, too, that, you know, love is blind, love is deaf. <laughs> like, we miss out on a lot of things and a lot of clues. That's why it's always good to have community. But you also need to be open to hearing what your community has to say. If you are 
pretty much like, nope, this is the guy. We're going to get married as soon as possible. Because I know that you mentioned that because of your own past and your own context, like, you don't want to fall into sin, which is obviously a great, you know, thing to not want to do. It's a good heart. But also, like, just that doesn't mean that marriage is right now. Like, sometimes we want to just get a quick fix to things. Like, marriage doesn't, doesn't heal lust. Um, marriage doesn't, you know, doesn't cure a porn addiction. It doesn't. It, it only magnifies problems that we already have. So it's going to be really, really tough. And I want you to go into marriage with proper expectations. I want you to be prepared. Um, I know that you're not talking about running down the aisle and skipping premarital counseling and all those different things. But you also don't want to drag a man down the aisle. So, and, and I know that that's not what you want to do. But, um, or, or specifically with this guy. But I also think that, you know, having these courageous conversations, you know, as Tim mentioned with, know you guys sitting down at a Panera or something like that like you have to be ready for whatever his response is going to be or not be (laughs) um because if you have this meeting that doesn't mean he's like all right cool I'm gonna make this timeline up now because he really might not be ready for that I don't know and like that can this how this whole process kind of goes will tell you a little bit about his leadership and just where he is and you asking yourself like do I want to follow somebody who's you know who's this is where they are in their life um and, and that's fine you know to, to grow with people and things like that. But just keep an open hand and open heart towards the Lord. Um, if he brought this person into your life, like he will work it out. And if he brings this person out of your life, he'll bring somebody else in. Yeah. And by no means are we saying that your boyfriend or anybody else in this situation is a, is a bad guy or is leading you on because they're not clear on where they are right now. But what we are saying is, it's kind of a red flag if you say, I want to have this healthy conversation and they are pushing you off. Then I would have a problem because I'm just trying to seek clarity. I'm trying to help us connect with each other on a deeper level. And you not wanting to have a conversation is hindering us from that. To me, that's a problem. Right. Next question. All right. How to respond. I think this, this is meant to right? How should I respond to a man who wants to get to know me, but he follows a lot of IG models. I just want to get to know you. You like that song? Girl, y'all don't know nothing about that. Young bloods. All right. Read the question one more time because I was having fun. How should I respond to a man who wants to get to know me, but follows a lot of <laughs> IG models? IG models. I saw a clip <laughs> uh, this past week. The guy was like, y'all dudes need to stop playing. He was like, there's too many bikini pics and naked women or half-naked naked women, women showing up in your Explore page. Because you know uh, your Explore page... Oh, because like, it's smart. It it's yeah, it's kind of like, you. this is what you like. And it's like, well, why is you getting so many recommendations? So, anyway, uh, how should you respond? To me, this should, I'm just going to keep it 100. Y'all know, I like, I'm speaking from a godly man perspective, not one who's perfect but one who's trying to do his best to do everything he can to honor God. I know me and a lot of other dudes that are Christians trying to live for God, they can't follow women who are considered IG models because lust is going to flare up at a quick. Like, I'm, I'm all about trying to be intentional to not put myself in situations where lust could be a thing because y'all heard us say it before, we're not that holy we know that any any given moment we could fall into temptation. Right. We could fall into sin. So we try to intentionally put ourselves out of those situations. So honestly, it's a red flag for me. Not saying that the guy's a bad dude. Not saying that he is someone that lusts. But 
I would just be curious, like, why, what, why do you need to follow them? Like, what's the point of that? Maybe it's childhood friends. Maybe he has them. Because, you know, you can follow people and, like, have them hidden. So, like, you don't see their stuff, but you still follow. I didn't think about that. So you just... You just never know, like, but... I mean, I feel like that would only be okay if it was, like, his sister. <laughs> but how many sisters do you have? <laughs> yeah, so you never know. But, to be clear, like, it is a red flag for me. Uh, I'm not saying... <laughs> I'm not saying you can't get to know the guy, like, as a next step. Like, just, like, have conversations with him. But, uh, but before I ever had a serious relationship with somebody... I would definitely want clarity on why are you following IG models? Like, honestly, as blunt as that. And if they got upset about that, deuces. Like, there's other guys that aren't doing that. And I'm okay. Because here's the thing. Nothing's worse than a woman. And you tell me. I feel like one of the worst things is a woman being with somebody who is constantly looking at other women. Like, if me and you were out and oh, we were yeah, walking down yeah. the street. The and I was like, good. Like, that would... That would, Focus. Uh, you probably would. I don't, I don't know if I want to find out what that would be. So, that's what I would say. I'm not mean. <laughs> but God is. Well, God's not. not <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm not mean. Neither I'm not is mean. God. Neither is God, but God would get you. <laughs> Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. God got me. He got me covered. All right, let's go. Um, I respond. I mean, I... I think that if this is somebody that you don't know, so if this is somebody that, like, DM'd you and you're like, okay, like, shout out to you for doing your research on looking at who this guy follows because that's good. I would suggest all ladies do that. I don't care. Every Men, too. Um, let me see what you're looking at, what you're yeah. interested in. Magic um, Mike? What? Oh, sorry. That's not even... Ri- <laughs> what? Anyway. Yeah, she followed that. I gotta go. Um... <laughs> But, yeah, I think it's just so important because, like, I know something you have said before. I don't know if your dad told you or some, another, like, awesome guy. But, you know, like, you can... Your dad's awesome. Love your dad. Um, but you can't control the first look, but you can control the second when it comes to, like, lust. And, like, honestly, we're not talking about guys, but I don't need to be looking at IG models and women in swimsuits. Not only just from a lust perspective, not that I'm, like, lusting after women, but those are just sexual... Images yeah. that are... Can I just explain that quote real quick? Yeah. Because you, you said you can't control the first look, but you can control the second. And what that even means by control the first look is if I'm walking down the street and I see I see something, like, I couldn't... It's not like I was expecting you or planning there, yeah. to look at that. It just happened. But I can turn my head. Right. But it's when I come back, like, like that's the problem. Right, where you start feasting with your eyes. But anyway, so I think that it's really hard um, to keep your mind away from lust and sexual images and things like that um, when you're choosing to follow those people. Like, it's what... We've all had those moments where you're, like, scrolling on Instagram or the on stories and you see something that, you know, you didn't want to see and you're like, oh, I gotta swipe away from that. But when you, like, intentionally go and follow those people knowing the type of content that they post, um, definitely questionable. Now, there's grace. Like, I would definitely... I'm not... I wouldn't but. I wouldn't judge a man who does, who follows a lot of, um, you know, like sexual content, uh, pages. I would just be like, okay, he's, he doesn't know any better. Um, and I hope that he figures that out. <laughs> I hope that he gets, you know, but some he don't community. Gotta figure it out with you. Yeah, exactly. Like, 
you that just tells me where you are right now. Um, and I definitely so it'd be an automatic no for you. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And like you know, we of course don't really have a lot of context with this with this question. Like I don't know if this is somebody you also know in person, or like this is you have friends of friends, or like if there's a lot of other great things about him that you are considering, but this is, like, the one problem. Um, it's, it's, it's a, it may seem like a small problem that can absolutely become a big problem. You know, like, one spark can set a whole forest fire, um, and less does spread very fast if we don't control it. And if you are intentionally following them, I would say you're not trying to control it. Again, if he just gave such a Christ yesterday, that's awesome. It Give does take space. time. Right, but that doesn't mean you need to be in a relationship. Yeah, because the Bible tells us to flee sexual sin. That ain't fleeing. Right. Next question. Okay, a friend told me that we are just friends, but later said that she was trying to set boundaries. When I when I apologized to her... Okay, this... Okay, our grammar. Just start over. A friend told me that we are just friends, but later said that she was trying to set boundaries when I apologized to her for making her feel uncomfortable. How can I rebuild a healthy relationship? rebuild a healthy relationship this question is a little hard without more context just because like how do you rebuild a friendship because a healthy relationship it sounds like y'all never actually had a dating relationship so i'm assuming that you mean how do i build a healthy friendship with this person uh, it may be awkward for a while like mm-hmm. that's just what it is like you made it uncomfortable and sometimes when you take a step out in faith that can happen and you just got to give people time to process um, their feelings, um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I how close are friends we are really? Like, if, if y'all were never really that good of a friends, I would just move on. Like, right. What would you say? Focus on the friendships that you do have that are healthy. Um, if people are trying to set boundaries, you know, like all you can do is be like ask for clarity on the boundary. If you, because it, it sounds like perhaps you were unclear about the boundary. Um, Does it sound like to you that they're like holding out hope? Because they said a friend told me that we are we're just, just friends, friends yeah. but later said that she was just trying to set boundaries when I apologized for making her feel uncomfortable. How can I rebuild a healthy relationship? To me, it's like, well, she said she was just friends, but then she came back and kind of retracted it. So right, maybe exactly. I can build a healthy relationship with her. Right. I. If that's the angle you're going, I would be careful. Because, yeah, she was trying to set boundaries because she don't rock with you like that. Like, if she was interested, then she would have wanted right. to pursue it. I think it'd be different if she came back and was like, hey, I know I said I just want to be friends with you, but, like, I changed my mind and I would like to get to know you better, like, in a romantic way. Um, like, be straight up. You know, be straight up with it. You you know, we all make mistakes or whatever. it can be awkward. Like, I'm, as a woman, I'm sure, like, you don't want to hurt a dude's feeling. Right. When a guy's like, yo, I'm, I'm sorry that I kind of came on to you. You don't want to be like, yeah, you, like, I don't like you like that. What did you thinking? Like, so I, I feel like a lot of women would be in that situation of like, they're not retracting what they said, but they're not, they don't want it to come across harsh. Yeah. Some people have a hard time, but that's, that's what it is. You have to be unapologetic with your boundaries. Like you can't be like, Oh, well this is the boundary, but only, but this, but this and all these clauses and addendums, like the boundary is the boundary. Yeah. All right. Next question. What will I do with an ex that wants to be? Okay. This is question five. What do I do with an ex that wants to be friends after she has broken up with 
me. Who broke it up with me? Nothing. <laughs> Deuces. <laughs> say bye bye. Say bye bye. Say bye bye to her. Mm-hmm. What? Ain't no friends. Let me read this again. What do I do with an ex that wants to be friends after she broke up with me? She got me twisted. Well, they're probably still in like, I don't a care. similar friend I group or something. I don't care. Why you break up with me if you want to be friends? Because people like and they enjoy each other's company, but they don't want to be in a Nah, that's too confusing for me. Personally, I wouldn't really want to be friends with that person. Especially, like, if she broke up with you, like, you may still have feelings for them. Yeah. Uh, or you may not. But that's just weird to me. Like, why are we staying friends? Especially, like... I'm a, this kind of makes it seem like she wants to be, like, close friends and, like, still be, like, involved in your life. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it depends on how long ago the breakup was. Like, if you guys just broke up yesterday, and I hate when people do this, like, oh, I don't want to be with you, but we can still be friends. No. Get out of my face. Like, why, would, why would you fire me and then <laughs> say, like, yeah, I still come around? No. Absolutely not. You don't see my value. Done. And I, but I'm not saying you can't be friends later down the road, and, like, what you have to really iron out what friendship looks like. Like, are you going to be okay when she starts dating again? Is she going to be okay when you start dating somebody else again? Let me say this. You absolutely should be cordial, because, like, I feel like that's yeah. respectful, because that's just what a good Christian man should do. But being friends, now let's think long term. She is your ex. She wants to be friends. When you start dating again, when you're married one day, do you think your wife's going to be happy that you and your ex are still chummy, chummy, like, real good friends. Chummy, chummy. That's just something to consider. I feel like sometimes we don't think long-term yeah. about how relationships and situations that we're in will impact our future. Yeah, I mean, on one hand, you can feel really good about yourself because, like, especially depending on, like, what's really going on, if she's, like, really seeking out, like, hey, I miss you, I want to be friends, like, we should still be friends even though we're not together anymore. It's like, girl, you miss me, like... <laughs> No, like, if you want to be around me, then you should have worked harder on, on our relationship. Like, you don't get the benefits, you don't get the milk without the cow, you know? And I'm not saying it even in a sexual way, and even in an emotional way, too. And, like, people, you know, we talk about friends with benefits in, like, a sexual way, but friends with benefits can be emotional, too. And, like, some people really like the companionship of, like, having somebody to FaceTime, having somebody on your phone. Not me. I'm not a placeholder until your next boyfriend comes around. Boom. Like, absolutely not. Like, that's not even good for me because I know that, especially because you broke up with me, like, I'm going to be missing you and I'm going to be thinking, it's going to, the lines are going to get blurred for me. Um, so, yeah, like, I need, I need time and you could say, hey, like, thank you so much for coming to me with this and, like, expressing your you know, like, your desire for a friendship or whatever like that. For me, right now, um, it's best for us to um, to not be friends. Um, you can be honest and say, like, because of these reasons, because I need I need to work on myself. I you need, don't even got to say all that. Just be like, no, that's not going to work. No you thanks. Can say, you, you, can don't say, this, you don't hold us. You don't hurt no explanation. That's fine. You can say, that's not going to work for me. Um, but I wish you the best. Next question. Yikes. Okay, question six. How soon should you let someone know your abstinence? Or I think this is supposed to mean that you are abstinent. Um, but is it before the first meeting, before the, during the first date? Never, question mark. <laughs> Never. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Um, I don't know if there is a... There's no right answer for this. I think it really just... I have one. <laughs> <laughs> I think it really... I, okay, let, what I mean by that is... I guess it depends on the... <laughs> <laughs> you want to ask the question, Bruce? Yeah. 
As soon as possible. As soon as it comes up, as soon as you can, as soon as you possibly can. So here's my thing. I don't I don't think it's necessary. It, begins, it depends on the context. This is why I'm like all over the place. Because if you're, if me and you, if we didn't go out on the, the first time I met you, I'm abstinent. Like, that we didn't have, that wasn't a conversation. It wasn't even a conversation uh, first time we went out. Like, are you abstinent? So well, that's, that's well. So this, so this is okay. Let's get into this. This is what I mean by as soon as you can. If you have an opportunity to share that, take it. I don't think that you need to say hi. My name is Pauline, and I'm abstinent. Thank no. you. That's what that's what I was trying but to I, make sure they don't do. Right. I Some mean, people are literal. But obviously, how you meet somebody and how you're going out, context matters. So if you're meeting somebody that you don't know, like from an online dating app or something like that. I know people do put it, and we said it in another uh, episode that you should put it in your dating I'm app. Be bolded. Yeah, no sex. Just, just so you don't waste your time, because a lot of people are on dating apps literally no looking for, for, me. for one night stands and stuff like that. So, like, I think the the opportunity, when the opportunity comes up, you should talk about it, but I don't think that you need to create opportunities. Um, but honestly, I feel like in a dating context, they come up. So it's even like, okay, before you talk about having sex and being abstinent or, or waiting until marriage to have sex, like if someone tries to kiss you, you can say, hey, actually, these are, this is my boundary. And even if your boundary is like, if you are fine kissing them, you can say, hey, I'm comfortable kissing you at this stage, but this is, it ends here at this line. Um, and I hope that nobody is doing more than kissing as a Christian. But, um, you know, it ends here until the wedding, until my wedding day, I decided that I will not have sex. And then however they respond, we'll let you know. They, that's their, and if they say, oh, cool, and that's the end of it, and you might have to say, well, what is your boundary? What is your stance on this? So depending on how serious you are about your time, I definitely would say it up front. Be like, hey, like, I'm abstinent. Because here's the thing. If someone is offended by you telling them that, and they're supposed to be Christian, why, why is that a bad thing? Like, right. Thank you for telling me that. I am too. Right. It shouldn't be a big deal, especially if you guys are on the same page. Period. Next question. Okay, question seven. Should a lady make the first introduction? So, I don't know what that means. Does it literally just mean, <laughs> should you just go say hi? hi? Like, if that's the case, absolutely. There's nothing Not wrong with should, that. should, but she can. Yeah, you can. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Don't be weird. Yeah. But you just, like, we talked about this on the podcast or one of our live events. Like, having conversations is healthy. Because you never know where a conversation can lead. Right. Like, absolutely, we're all about having conversations with people. Right. Now, should you be, like, asking the man out on a date? That's a whole separate conversation. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's tough because some guys are, like, on the shyer side or they just move a lot slower. Like, us girls... With everything, girls, I think, want to move faster than guys do. <laughs> like, we just want things to happen. Even the question we answered earlier about, like, getting, um, proposing and stuff like that. You don't ever really hear much of guys be like, oh, I want to get engaged and my girlfriend is just dragging her feet. Like, who, when do you ever hear about that? Unless it's, this thing about Oprah and, uh... He, he did it and she accepted it and then they changed their mind. But, anyway, shout out to Oprah, wherever you are. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's, women are usually moving faster, but a lot of times, even for myself, I find that it's out of fear. It's like, oh, if this doesn't happen now, it's never going to happen. Instead of us aligning with God and aligning with his timing for our lives, like, you already know, and y'all, um, who, like, 
you guys can listen to the our proposal like engagement story like I wanted to get engaged a lot faster than we did like probably a year you know faster than we did or so maybe not a whole year but like eight nine months um so a lot of times the Lord like slows us down for a reason to teach us something to highlight what he wants us to learn so um if you are that situation i'm not sure if this is a question from a guy or a girl but if you're a girl thinking like hey man like there's a guy that i have a crush on i really want to talk to him but like he hasn't approached me yet or he hasn't kind of like made a move or anything like that like what should i do like you absolutely should have a conversation with him like hi how are you like I noticed this about you and this about you or like what's your take on this what's your take on that like have a like not get him to notice you but maybe he's been really wanting to talk to you too but he just doesn't have the courage yeah or 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 whatever be going through something I'm not sure but yeah you absolutely can have conversations but as far as like I'm not really sure what introduction means either but you can probably do those too yeah next question number eight are are dating apps a good platform to meet single men what have you heard <laughs> What so, do you know? <laughs> I don't know if it's a good platform, but it is a platform. So, you could meet some single men on there, but from what we've heard, it's not the best pickings on there. As good far options, as not quality options. Christian, godly, single men who truly submitted to the Lord. Uh, some other options, we kind of talked about this on a couple podcasts ago with our friend Tiffany, talking about how she's trying to put herself out there more yeah. this year. Going to, whether it be concerts, like Christian concerts, which you know godly men will be at. We talked about maybe you can go to a Christian comedy That's a good point. event. Like, instead of, sometimes it's, we only think, I can either meet a guy at church or a dating app. And there's other avenues that you right. can meet people besides your church and a dating app where there may be some cr good Christian guys. Yeah, that's really good because we've talked about this before too, but a lot of times guys don't pay to go to like dating mixers and like singles events and like stuff like that, but they will pay to go to a concert to see their favorite, you know, artist or like worship leader or something like that um, or, you know, for a comedy show or, or whatever. So I think that's really good. Yeah. Um, okay. Last question. Our last question. I think we said we had 10 questions, but we really have nine. <laughs> um, so the ninth and last question. When should you introduce someone to your parents and social circle? Yeah, again, this is one of those questions where everybody's going to be different. Because, like, I had you meet my family before we were ever officially that's what girlfriend. I asked for and what I wanted. That's what I wanted. I don't remember you asking nothing. I, I did. Wanted, well, I'm, I, at it. I'm, just, I'm telling I'm just my story. I wanted her to meet my family. I don't know what she wanted. I wanted her to meet my family because I'm close with my family and that's just that's just how I flow and how I flowed at that time. So but for some people they may not have a close relationship with their family or they may still not be positive about if this I mean first of all that's a whole separate conversation, but if you're not positive about like is this the person I want my family to meet? Like yeah. it's a whole separate conversation. Um I think as soon as you can. Yeah. Because why not? Uh, as soon as you can, but it doesn't need to be rushed or forced. Um, right. And I think whenever you do introduce, and we have a whole video about when Maybe you should parents, introduce the yeah. parents and all of that stuff, so check that out. But I think there's a good way to do it. And we, we talk about it in that video, but making sure that you prepare the person to meet your family. Like, don't let them be surprised. Like, if you got a crazy uncle, like, make sure they know that so they know how to prepare when that situation right. may come. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I think it, a lot of it depends on just the speed that you're moving at in your relationship. Sorry, I missed one thing. Can I say this real quick? She also said social circle. 
I would definitely have them meet your friend, like, because some people kind of like, you know, meeting the parents can kind of be like, I can kind of feel like a big deal mm-hmm. to some people. Social circle, like, I would have them meet them as soon as possible because you don't want to just be dating by yourself. Right. Please date in community. Please date with other friends to be able to look and be like, yo, you know this guy is crazy, right? Like, right. or you know this girl don't really love God. Like, you want to have people who can, because you got these googly eyes where you can't love really see, you just know they fine, they smell good. They can spell Jesus. Like, you got all these reasons why you like them. People lie in dating, too. But let people see from a different perspective if this person is all that they say they are or that you think they are. Yeah, um, absolutely. I agree. But, yeah, it, it all depends on just your, your relationship with your family and your friends. I don't think that it needs to be something that you, like, fear. But it should be something you're excited about. And if you're not excited about it, asking yourself why. But if you do have the type of family that's like, hey, like, people don't bring boyfriend girlfriends home, like, until they're ready to get engaged or something like that, and you're not trying to add that type of pressure to your family of, like, okay, what does this mean if you bring this person around, then, like, you know, maybe you don't do it in a super formal way, like, inviting them to Thanksgiving, but you definitely, uh, I think that if your family is very active, like, if you're always having family events and family outings and, like, and maybe you go to your little cousin's play or, like, there's a cookout. Kind of, like, more casual things. Um, and your boyfriend or girlfriend wants to be involved in those, like, which is obviously a good sign. Like, you should definitely kind of take advantage of those opportunities. Again, so that your family can warm up to them and get to know them better and that they can get to know your family, too. <laughs> because they may be like, this family's crazy. I don't want to join this. Um, but, yeah, dating is all about evaluation. So you want to get as many opportunities to collect collect data as you can and family is a great way to do that family adds just so much context to a person's life so you're going to get to know them better the quicker that you get around their family the more you're around the family the, the more you're around their best friends their co-workers like a lot of times people when you're dating you're like you only see like certain parts of people's life like of that person's life um but the more angles you can see them from the better picture, you know, you get a, a fuller picture of who that person is and who they've been. And family has obviously been there for the most part, you know, throughout every season of their life. So you want to get in there, honestly, as soon as you can. Um, I don't think that it needs to be something that is delayed. I think as soon once you're in like an official relationship, like if that hasn't happened by then, it should it should start happening pretty soon. Yeah. So. That's it, y'all. Our hundredth episode is in the books. Again, thank you so much for <laughs> trusting us to walk alongside you and yeah. play a small part in your relationship journey. Whether you're single, you're dating, it's complicated. We are here for you. We love you, and we hope you stick around for the next hundred if yeah. it's the Lord's will. Uh, make sure you check out our resources. We have uh, so many resources on our website. We are just dating.com. Whether it be questions to ask if you're in a relationship, ask the other person, hey, what do you think about boundaries? What do you think about family? What do you think about money? All of these things, we go into detail about that. And then also this week until February 6th, if you're watching this when it dropped, Just Dating University is open. If you're somebody who you know you've never dated in a a godly way before, you absolutely should take that course because we're going to walk you through practically and biblically the steps you need to take to ensure you have a healthy relationship. And if you have dated in a relationship as a Christian before, but it didn't work out, but you didn't get married, we consider you try it out too because... For some reason, the relationship didn't work out, and sometimes there's just one tool. There's a couple tools that we're missing, and we want to make sure you get that. 
in Just Dating University. You get 12 video lessons talking about everything from boundaries to friendships to family. And you get monthly lessons with us where we answer your questions like this, but even better because we're in-depth, more specific, answering your questions. So consider joining Just Dating University. But if this video has blessed you, please share it with somebody. Let them know about the W Podcast because we want to help as many people as possible learn how to date in a way that honors God. We love you, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for watching this video. To get more Christian relationship advice, subscribe to our channel. And make sure you check out our other videos as well.